はい Chapter eight. Sales and operation planning. In this chapter, we'll talk about sales and operation planning. You, you always have sales and operation follows uh, the, the sales. So these planning has to be synchronized together. Now, the objective, the learning objective is to understand what sales and operation planning is and how uh, it coordinates manufacturing, logistics, services, and marketing plans. It's also to construct and evaluate the aggregate plans that employ, the, employ different strategies for meeting demand. And we will explain the yield management and why it's important uh, a strategy. Now, what is a sales and operation planning? Aggregate operation plan. Um, a plan for a labor and production for the intermediate terms with objectives to minimize the cost of resources needed to meet the demand. There is a demand in the market coming in soon and you need to set up a plan for the labor and the production in order, in order to meet that demand at the minimum cost. Sales and operation planning is a process that help firms provide a better customer service, lower inventory, shorten the customer lead time, stabilize the production rate and give, up the, give the top management a handle on the business. So all these issues here are important for any operation. The sales itself, the low inventory will lower the cost. The shorter, shorten customer lead time, which spoke about last week, it's a you know people will be waiting less, so they will come back again and they will be happy and stabilize the production. So all these issues are important for any operation. This must occur at the aggregate level and also at the detailed uh, individual. Uh, production. Now, when we're talking about sales and operation planning activities, we talk so we usually bring the subject of sales and operation planning or SNOP was coined by companies to refer to the process that help keep uh, demand and supply at balance or equilibrium. So the uh, the more it's at the equilibrium, the more you're maximizing your profit, you're minimizing your cost. The new technology is meant to capture the importance of the cross-functional. Maybe in the next chapter, we will be talking more about the technology that we can utilize in such an activity. This activity requires uh, integrated effort uh, the, with the co uh, cooperation from sales, distribution, and logistic operation, finance, and product development. In other words, all the departments have to, to come up with an understanding, and they're all in one boat, so all of them have to operate in synchronizing with each other. And uh, aggregate on the supply side is done by product families, what kind of a 
products similar to each other. And in the demand side is by a group of the customer, what kind of customers are coming in this hour or next week or next year? This is how you, you, you do the aggregation. Now, there is types of planning. There is a long range planning, which is a planning focus on horizon greater than one year. So within one year, you will see how things is happening. Intermediate, which is usually between three months or 18 months is, uh, you know, a time and increment are weekly, monthly and quarterly. So it's like, a, it's not a whole year and, and six months is like a, a three months, every three months for six time, for example. And then you have the short range planning, which is a planning cover covering a period from one day to the six months. Uh, with a daily and or weekly times. Sometimes you go to the supermarket and you see some products are really cheap, but you look at the behind the can and you will see like a, it's very close to get, get an uh, expired date. And the reason they know that that time there is certain people are coming. So they, they bring the, uh, you know, about to expire. So it will be sold at a very cheaper then it goes expired. Something that you need to synchronize between the, your sales, your operations, and your inventories, and when the customers are coming. Now, um, when it comes to the uh, production and planning environment, in general, the external environment is uh, it's the outside the production and the plants directly control. They're not controlling it, it's the external. We have controllable, we have uncontrollable. In some firms, demand can be managed and this is called yield management. So if I'm controlling my, the demand, that's the best situation, which is called a yield management. The complementary products work for firms facing, you know, cyclical demand functions. And with the service cycles are more often measured in hours than months. So if you notice like a peak hours at 12 o'clock and then to, until two and then goes down or south, this is like hours when it comes to a service because it's a perishable good. So the accurate response uh, entails the refined measurement of historical demand pattern blended with the expert judgment. So you're, you look at the historic historical part of it and see at this time, at this year, what did happen. So um, you'd go with that and you add some experiment with it, uh, your, your experience. But there is application, which is we will be talking about it probably next week about these application. One of them is a very famous, is a, uh, it's called a benchmarking and uh, there's a lots of CRM tools. There is a two other tools that you can utilize as a software to help you in doing the uh, production planning. Now, overall, the inputs of a production planning system, as we said, there is an external, things to uh, out of the hand of the firm and that is internal. The, the planning for production is involved with all these affecting the, the production. So the first one is like the market demand, the raw material availabilities, 
the, competi the competitor's behavior. These are the external one, the economic condition, you cannot do something about it and it's from the outside and the external capacity such as a subcontractor, whether he can supply you with enough in a time or uh, below the demand. This is also uh, as a subcontractor. The internal issues is the activity required for the productions, whether you have things in the warehouse, uh, the current workforce that's available can process this product and the current physical capacity, how much you can produce in this uh, activities. Now, production planning is strategy Production planning strategy of the plan for meeting the demand. As we said, the trade-off involved including the workforce size, the work hours, the inventories, and the blockage. You need to balance between all these. Uh, what's your workforce? How much? How many people you can uh, bring? How many people you can release? Uh, how many hours you can do uh, each one person? Eight hours, six hours on weekend, weekdays, uh, twelve hours whether you have enough in the inventories or you can bring them uh, just in time and the blockage, the issues that you might face uh, while you're doing the production. So that is what you call a chase strategy, which is we saw it in the video, hire and lay off employees as the order rate varies. And there is a stable force, uh, variable hours, you give more hours, less hours. There is a level of strategy maintaining the stable workforce as a constant output and you have a warehouse when the demand is down you can wear, uh, have them stored and when the demand is high take them out of the the uh, you know the warehouse and then you got what you call the a pure strategy use just one of these approaches which is one of uh, you know or a mix of these um, uh, strategy, which is the levels, the uh, production planning, and the chase strategy. You can have a mix, or you can do one of them only. Now, there is whatever is your strategy, there is a cost relevant to it. So, there is a cost production, basic production cost. You need to take that into consideration. There is a cost associated with the changes in the production rate. Do you need to, if you increase one more unit, how much cost is happening? And we brought the example of, of turbine electricity. When we are trying to add one more, is a cost, it goes very high. Uh, so these are, you need to take uh, the inventory holding costs. How much cost do you need to put these things in the inventories? And the back order uh, cost, which is, you know, orders, that really uh, is uh, uh, filling the pipelines of production. How much these are probably, can you take more or less? These are all costs that involve with them. Now you have the budgets and to usually operation managers, uh, you know, submit their budget uh, according to the, to the requirement or for the management and according to the, the and they adjusted budget according to the demand of the market. To receive the funding, operation manager are required to submit annual or quarterly budget request. Aggregate plan provide justification for the request budget amount. So the, you, you, if I, you, there is a demand of eight units, 
you have to uh, plan for a budget of eight units if there is a 10, plan for 10. If it's a or, little bit more or less, if it's a five, we plan for five, a little bit more or less. Accurate medium range planning increased the likelihood of receiving the requested budget and operating within the limit of the budgets. So if you are very accurate, definitely the uh, hist uh, through the history, you will uh, build enough credit with the finance department and the management, and you will get your budget uh, exactly. And also will help you to plan according to and spending according to your budget. Now, yield management, uh, in the yield management is usually uh, yield, uh, the process of allocating the right type of capacity to the right type of the customer at the right price and time to maximize uh, revenue or yield. So what's involved in it is the right type of capacity to the right type of customers, right price and right time. So these are all, if it's uh, synchronized with each other, will be maximizing your revenue or yield. Can be a very powerful approach to making the demand more predictable. If you can predict all these, it's a very powerful where you, you know, can survive with a minimum uh, profit. And it's important for also for aggregate planning to do to do to do it this way. So uh, and has been existed. Uh, as there has been limited capacity for serving customers. So if you, if you can really manage the right uh, level of uh, uh, allocation uh, of a capacity in the, for the right customers at the right price in time, then you will be able to really maximize your profit. And it's all first time it was done in the American Airlines. But now if you see the hotel industry utilize this business very well, this process. Now in the yield management uh, for the for success, uh, success factors, you need to estimate and see the demand can be segmented by the customer. You need to do that so you can separate for example, in a hotel family from single people, from event, from business. You also need to have a fixed cost. If the fixed cost is very high and the variable costs are low, this is where the yield management is important. Inventories that you have is perishable. Like, you know, when the plane flies, the seat is empty, it's gonna be empty. When the day pass, pass by, if the room is empty, it's gonna be empty. So this is a really perishable. And the product can be sold in advance and in demand is highly variable. Still be go really high, for example, during Christmas time or traveling time and low in the other non-traveling times. Now, um, once again, about the hotel, the yield management, hotels offer one set of rating during the week for the business travelers and another set of during the weekend for the 
uh, vacationers. So there's a different pricing, even with the different the background of the, you know, people which countries coming for, from, they also have the different rate also. The variable costs associated with the room are low, you know, changing the sheet, bringing some water, a new water and all these things. So it's very low. A cost of adding room to the property. Available room cannot also transfer from night. If it's not occupied, it's gone that day. The revenue is gone. And blocks of room can be sold as a convention. So suddenly it can be sold to a convention or tour. And there is a potential guest may not come in. Uh, they stay or do not show up. So the, you know, it is very variable uh, the, uh, when it comes to the uh, utilizing it. So you need to have some kind of a control over it. Now, pricing structure must appear in the same time, what is putting the restrictions and the pricing structure also must appear logical to the customer and justify the difference process. Uh, prices, which is called rate fence. So a, if it's a if it's a business community, they might have a different prices in their mind than when you are going on a vacation. So must handle the variability in arrival starting time. Sometimes they come at six o'clock. All of them, you know, as a group. So you need to really work very quickly, and sometimes uh, they go come slower and uh, you need to provide that service as soon as possible. Some management strategies that they do in the hotel, for example, is scheduling additional personnel to meet the peak time demand. They can increase the customer self-service because they can take their bags to the room or they can check in, all these things, or creating adjustable capacities, um, utilizing the ideal capacity for complementary services, so they can, you know, knock on the door and bring some more free coffees or all these things. So when they are idols and uh, cross training employees to do more than one activity. So they must train uh, workers and manager to work in an environment where overbooking and price change are standard. And of course that directly uh, impact the customers. These prices can be, uh, you know, goes up and down over booking. Booking to the capacity is the best situation, but they have, the management had to be get trained on that. So this is the end of this chapter. Um, thank you very much.